two great semi-finals in the World T20. Tonight, it is New Zealand and Pakistan. And tomorrow night, it is England and India at the Adelaide Oval. Let's chat those games and more with Bryce McGain, former Australian Victorian league spinner. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Jacob and Wayne. And it is crescendoing the T20 World Cup. Even with the absence of Australia, it's still pretty exciting. It is a shame it's coming to an end because the the level of cricket has been staggeringly good, Bryce. As cricket fans, you couldn't ask for much more apart from maybe Australia in the semi-final. Yeah, that, that, that's the that's the sad part, I guess, from uh, the hometown and uh, hometown. You know, it's it's our nation team, and um, it has been disappointing. And I know that you guys would have covered that off over the last three days. But uh, look, it, it is exciting what, what lies ahead, and. Um, we're seeing probably a pretty, a really well organised, uh, I think, New Zealand team that's come here on a real mission. They're, they've got, they're well planned in terms of their T20, their strategy. They've got players in all the right places that are performing pretty consistently. So um, I, I think that hold, will hold them in good stead. But Pakistan, with some top end batsmen who really haven't fired that much, but they're finding a way to get through, that they actually didn't train before their last game because they thought they were gone and now they find themselves in the semi so it's a new lease of life for them so anything could happen with that uh, that Pakistan team Maybe they should go in with the same approach because you just don't know what you're going to get with them do you? Well that's a, that's a difficulty what we do know and I guess this is the, the, the part that we want to delve into what they have really well is good fast bowling they have some seriously good fast bowling but I think at the SCG that may not be the, the best um, method in which to get on top of New Zealand. So it has been their trump card. It's got them through. They've got three wins and two losses uh, for the tournament. So it's not, again, you've sort of alluded to it, Wayne. It's a lumpy performance. You don't know what you're going to get, um, but they do have that. And they also have some class batsmen that probably haven't fired at the top end, but they have a couple that have just found their way through as well. Bryce, you've got to admire New Zealand and the way that they go about their cricket. They're just a, and I mean this with respect rather than to be critical, they're a matter-of-fact team. They play very disciplined cricket. And again, they're one win away from a World Cup final. Well, they've got goals. That, uh, guys, sorry. They, they have guys that play their role absolutely perfectly for T20 cricket. They are so in tune to how the game is played. Uh, they, they are really well led. They are humble. They are respectful. They respect their opposition um, they they are the role models in world cricket for mine. That the way that they go about it, they've had some horrible losses. We're thinking of World Cup previously to uh, the one day World Cup, obviously with England beating them, and you know the ridiculous more boundaries ruling and all those sorts of things. And they took it on the chin, and away they go. And they've built resilience. They make bold decisions. They they let Martin Guptill out of the squad, and to then put in some real dynamic players. Devon Conway's been unbelievable for them. Um, he's ranked three in the world. And then you've got Glenn Phillips in that middle order, and he's ranked seven in the world. So they have two of the, the top-end best T20 players going around with the bat. They have middle-order firepower. They play two spin. They've got good opening bowlers that move the ball. They've got all bases covered, and the form is right under our nose. It's really good. So, um, you know, for me, I think... I think they're going to be hard to look past to certainly making to the final, but even progressing through and raising that cup at the end. All right, tomorrow night, uh, England and India just uh, to sell out at the Adelaide Oval, which well, it's not no surprise. But there's there's concern that Mark Wood is is got a bit of an injury, walked off. Is is he would he yeah. be a great loss? 
Huge loss. Uh, someone who bowls over 150, a strike weapon. Every team needs one of those. And uh, and he, he will be a big loss. He, he's a big part of why they are successful um, because with that sort of firepower, it forces them to then start attacking their spinners. And that, that makes uh, their spin bowling even better because of those things. And it, it, it's okay spin bowling. It's not phenomenal. It's, it's not uh, Rashid Khan amazing. But it works well because of the balance with that firepower and spin. So it will be a big loss. Um, and, and, of course, current bowling his death overs, uh, you know, little, low, skidding, left armour. Um, you know, they've got a lovely mix of, of players as well. But Wood, as that strike weapon, huge loss for them. How, do, how would you bowl to Virat Kohli at the moment, Bryce? You've got the ball in your hand at the top of your mark and Virat's threatening to smash the ball to all corners. How are you bowling to Virat at the moment? Uh, I'd be trying to give him one and get him up the non-striker's end. That's the best place Smart. to bowl to him, is uh, with him at the non-striker's end. So... I'm sure that would be the strategy, uh, giving him one and starving him of the strike, freeze him out of the game for as long as you possibly can, get the balls off him um, and, and force a, uh, you know, a bit of pressure on the other, even if it is the top order. They haven't really fired necessarily at the top. Um, Coley's held it all together for them, but uh, they've, they've got some players that just haven't quite nailed it this World Cup and... What we often think is, you know, do they're one hit away from just tearing it apart, which is um, <laughs> highly likely as well. But that's the best way to bowl to Coley, get him up the non-strikers in. The English side, it's been pretty settled for some time now, hasn't it? You know, and those stroke players at the top, um, Hales, uh, Butler and uh, Livingston, and they're, they're proven for a while now. And it's there's a bit of stability in that top order, isn't there? Yeah, there is, and experience. So T20 is for good, experienced players. I know that it's a cry out in Australia, oh, where's the next generation? Why did we go in with the same group of players from an Australian perspective? Well, because they won the World Cup, and it's a big boys game. It's an experienced players. It's a great decision makers, the calm under pressure. While there's chaos everywhere, the ones that can think through that. India and England are incredibly experienced at this format of the game, and that's why they find themselves in the semi-final. Um, it's a flip of the coin in terms of that, but uh, in terms of the result. But for me, I, I think you know it, it's that experience that they, they've done it around the world. They've done it in different conditions. All those England guys have been involved um, around IPL, but then they've played so much T20 in short format, the hundred in England. You know, it, it's the similar sort of format that uh, m- makes them very, very dangerous, and uh, they they can bat all the way down. That's so dangerous with, with England. They can just keep going, and they do. They just have the foot flat to the floor, and they are going all the time. It's pretty exciting. What do they do with their batting order? Is it simply, okay, DeWitt Milan goes out with injury and Phil Salt comes in, Salt bats at three, or Stokes went up to number three uh, in the last game. Does he does he bat at three again with the, the success that he had? Yeah, I, like, I really like that because... If he's in early, he can continue the, the I guess, the barrage. The, the games are won and lost largely in that power play. And if you can get off to a good start, at least amount of wickets down. But if you can get to about 50, 60, um, then you've got the platform that then allows your accumulator. So that's the, that sort of salt role. That's that uh, Kane Williamson role. You need that. You've got to have that guy who can work the ball around, hit the ball to different areas, can accelerate at the end, but keep throwing strike to the hitters. And that's what's so critically important. So I think Salt will play that sort of role. And 
I think that's probably, you know, David Milan is, is in that um, category as well, where, yeah, he can belt the ball. We get it. But he, his role in that team is that, that sort of um, manoeuvre of the ball um, to keep them on strike. Um, yeah, so, look, I think they'll, they'll replace that pretty well. But Stokes at the top, because he can hit the ball 40 metres, even if he misses it, um, he is so dangerous. Dangerous with wit, dangerous if you get into his pads, and he can play a short ball really well as well. So he uh, he's a complete player, and you want to get him, those guys, into the game rather than... A, Using him as a finisher and uh, an accelerator at the end, I think early on is better for him, and I, I, I think it's a real masterstroke for England. I think it strengthens them. Is the the problem for India their their bowling, their attack in those early overs that they may struggle? We've seen it a couple of times. They've been got out. Yeah, they have, and it looks like an execution thing. Wayne, you might have cast your eye over as well, but I what I'm what I my perception of it is that they're bowling deliveries that they don't have that field set for. And there might be just one and over that they get away and then they're playing catch up and Coley's sort of going to them, well, hang on, where did that come from? Why, why are we bowling short wide and we've got our third man up yep. outside off start? Well, well, hang on, what are, what are we doing? Like, it just seems that those things aren't online. Is that what you've observed as well, Wayne? Yeah. I think the most important thing in... 2020 one is communication between yourself and the captain and the way the fields are and then it's the execution you know you've got a bowl to your field and i think they're dead right at times they haven't um executed and it's frustrating and it makes the captain look silly you know and that's really what 2020 is about each ball is nearly different you nearly set a field for each delivery yeah exactly and i i just and because you can only have two fielders out that there's there's a premium on good new ball bowlers who are moving the ball to make it hard for the batsman and playing for the mishit, but then controlling where the bat- batters can actually hit the ball too for boundaries. And that they have given up a lot of um, boundaries early on. You're spot on. So it is a concern. Um, I'm sure they'd be well aware of it and they'd be all <laughs> all over trying to fix it. But Boomer has not been at his best throughout the tournament. So I, I think they've trusted and relied, um, but you know he-, he hasn't been as good as what he has been in the past. Bryce, um, who makes the World Cup final from here? There's a lot of intrigue around a potential rematch, India v Pakistan. Is that how it materialises, or who gets through for you? Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that as the final. I've I got to tell you, in Melbourne, was absolutely rocking. It was nearly like there was a tremor across the whole city when they were there. There will be 100,000 people there. It will be packed, but there'll be double that outside the ground. Just being outside in the atmosphere, outside the ground, the concourse, all of that, the whole city will be absolutely rocking if we get to that that stage. I, I just can't... It, it's going to be something that we've never, ever experienced in cricket in Australia. It will be absolutely phenomenal, um, if that is the case. Bryce, it was interesting enough to see that they played Zimbabwe in a dead rubber and they got 85 or 82 or whatever it might have been. I mean, that that's just extraordinary. It's amazing, and the atmosphere is so electric. It is on. They are supporting everything. They're supporting a head turn of that Virat Kohli just to look at the crowd, and that sends off a whole 10 bays into raptures <laughs> about uh, he even just looked at us. It's amazing. And um, the support that they have had uh, in this World Cup, India in particular, has been amazing. Pakistan has been exactly the same. Sri Lanka to a lesser extent, but just as vibrant. 
this is what world cricket's about. And uh, to have it on our shores, it would be a phenomenal finale. I just, I just can't see New Zealand not getting through, to be honest. I think they're the one. The other, they, they could be a flip of the coin, and if that lethal Pakistan team turns up and they're able to knock over with their fast bowlers, three or four or five of those New Zealanders and force the middle and lower order to score the runs, I think that that is vulnerable for New Zealand. Um, the other game for me, England, India at Adelaide Oval, I'm flicking a coin. I've got no idea. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, it, they are so even. They're so experienced. Man for man, dead even. Um, it, it, it'll come down. It, the, I can see both games being a last over specials and they're not to be missed. Even though Australia's not there and I get that disappointing for all the public, um, Watch these games. This is going to be the highest level of T20 cricket there is. Uh, Bryce, just to finish, I suppose, uh, the, the tournament itself, I mean, it's been a, a real success. The crowds probably, especially the Australian crowds, going you know, to watch the Australians is a bit of a concern. But just the performances of Netherlands and Ireland and Scotland, and there's a lot of positivity to be taken out of this. Yeah, Wayne, that's what I love about it. I, I love the World Cup when we open it up like that wasn't that long ago a World Cup that we minimised it and said, oh, we don't want those teams in there. Like, I couldn't believe that. Now we're opening it up. They need to open it up more. They allow more teams to come through, more qualifying stage. Let's have a look at them. Let's let's see the, the depth of world cricket. Let's inspire other nations. Um, let, let's, let's get them up to the level because they're not far away. And it goes to show those countries you mentioned, and, and there's more, that they can, they can knock off the big boys. And that's what T20 cricket, it'll take cricket around the world. It's not just for the Commonwealth countries. It's for every nation to start building their program and the ICC certainly supporting that. And the best way to do it is allow those countries to get on the big stage. Bryce, just as we let you go, Australia's disappointing exit from the World Cup means we focus now on the international summer that's coming up with an ODI series against England and then the Test summer. West Indies up first, squad announced yesterday. No real surprises was there with either. No, not not at all, really. No surprises there. Um, you know, they're looking at form. Pete Hanscom's probably the form batsman from last year and this year in Sheffield Shield cricket. Um, you know, he'll be loitering with intent. I have no doubt the the selectors are communicating well. That that's a real uh, breath of fresh air around Australian cricket uh, in the last few years. And George Bailey's doing a good job. I, I think they've picked it. They need the cover for the opening bat. So Marcus Harris gets into the squad. Um, I think that's fine. Um, you know, we're picking our best team. And the, the fact is, if, you know, someone goes out of form, well, we can always swing in another. It doesn't have to be from there. Um, so oh, no no real surprises. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I just think the West Indies, it'd be interesting to see just how, how the Australian public are going to follow that because Australia is so, over a test match, that. They're really going to strangle out the West Indies, unfortunately. There's a big gap. There's a big gap between those teams. But you mentioned the one-day series coming up against England. That's really going to be worth watching because that's the crescendo now. There's a um, there's a World Cup next year, and we're looking at one-day cricket, 50 overs. Um, it's a different style, but it can still be um, pretty dynamic as well. So it'll be interesting to see how England do that, which they just do. They they're all in. They all just keep going, and uh, they'll take their T20 form into that, that one-day series as well. So that would certainly be worth watching. It will be, yep. And uh, now an Aussie at the helm, Matthew Mott, uh, coaching the white ball set-up for England. Bryce, lovely to chat to you. Hope there's a couple of great uh, World Cup semi-finals and a final as well. Hopefully the Melbourne weather doesn't play spoil sport, and hopefully we get a super over. We're due as well. Thanks for your time. 
Yeah, terrific. Great to catch up again, guys. Have a great day. You too. Bryce McGain joining us, former Australian Victorian League spinner.